You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we've got a special guest today going to talk about making our own grills and uh, some of our favorite foods. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. All right, welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience, folks. Oh, man, we have, I, I think, I, I'm excited about this today's program. we got a special guest, Mr. Tony Wright down in Texas. Tony, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Yeah, man, doing great, doing great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about uh, having you on the podcast and talk about some things that you've got going on when it comes to uh, grilling food and, and making smokers, man. I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, but we'll get into that. We will definitely get into that. Um, but if, if you don't mind, uh, why don't you let us know a little bit, uh, about yourself, about your, your current vision situation and how it got to that point. Well, it started real early in life for me. I've, I was diagnosed with RP uh young young child three four years old and it's you know it took a long time for it to fade out but i probably lost all my usable vision in my mid 40s and uh, i never i don't remember having perfect vision i don't think i ever really did um i always had you know decent vision but i had more peripheral than I did central, which is, it's different for most RP people. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm the only one that I know of that it, it attacks, it attacked the central first. You know, I, I was a kind of a look out the corner of your eye guy for most of my life when I had vision. And so, you yeah, know, I, most I, folks I, think I of macular degeneration and, or something like that. Well, it's it, like I said, I could catch a baseball or a football when I was young, but I had to turn my head sideways to see it, you know, looking out the corner of my eye. Mm -hmm. So I lost the central vision first. And then, you know, I went through life. And like I said, by the probably 45 or so, it, it got to where it was pretty much no more usable vision. Okay. Yeah. And, and were you cooking this whole time? I mean, I know you like to cook and grill and, and things, but... Uh, is that something you've always done, or have you taken a particular interest to it uh, later in life? I probably, I probably started somewhere in my late twenties, early thirties, trying to, trying to do some grilling and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. With got my family and settled in, and you know, moving on with life, it it's kind of took effect at that point. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And, and you're an egghead. You've been an egghead for a long time. Um, how long have you had your big green egg? I think I got it in the summer of 2015. Okay. Yeah. 
So that was that was well before I jumped on uh, any type of social media or anything. So you you were uh, you were ahead of the game in a lot of ways when it comes to uh, grabbing that big green egg. Then, well, I you know I don't think I found you first thing, but I started looking at YouTube videos first thing, trying to you know get some tips and tricks on how to use it. That thing can be somewhat cantankerous if you're not sure what you're doing with it. Yeah, and so I, and it wasn't too long after i had it that i found some of your videos yeah yeah awesome and and of course uh not only do you use the big green egg but what other grills do you use is that uh or what did you have before the big green egg well the before the big green i've always had you know like a gas grill or an old charcoal grills and you know eventually they wear out and and uh you move on to other things i had a gas grill that i was using and it, it got to where it was starting to kind of rust through. And when it rusted through, I told my wife, I said, well, I was kidding, of course, but I told my wife, I said, well, we're going to have to get us a big green egg, you know? <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, my birthday came around in August and there one was. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Oh man. So, love it. And so, but yeah, I'd had other just regular old charcoal grills and some barrel smokers and things like that. But, Probably, I'd say 2005, 2006, uh, a relative of mine, he, he made his own smoker that he'd seen out of an old refrigerator. Somebody had, had gotten, had one, and he'd seen it and really liked it, and he built one. And I saw that, and I liked it. And a friend of mine brought me in over an old 50-style old refrigerator, and I went to work on that thing and put a burner in it and got it well insulated and everything. And, and I've been using it off and on for since probably 2006. Wow. That's smoker. Cool. Yeah. And now uh, that's one of the things I want to talk about a little bit because, you know, um, the, you, I've known a few people that have made refrigerator smokers, right? Um, I've mentioned Mr. Cox, Neil Cox uh, on uh, previous programs. He made one. He, he's in Illinois. He's a, uh, he was a, uh, corrections officer who lost his sight and we delivered a package to and and he had in his in his garage this old refrigerator smoker that he had made and it was just uh, that's the first one i'd ever seen first one i ever right. knew about um and you know that was you know coming up on six years ago and i was just i was totally impressed you know and and he did that after he had lost his sight because that's when he got into grilling altogether. But uh, what what is the process? I mean, you talk about you know people think about a refrigerator. We we think about the the main door where you keep your cool stuff, and then you got the door above. If you if you, at least when I think of a fifty style, you know you got your above your door where your freezer's at. Uh, is that the kind of fridge that we're talking about? Mine is more of it's got the kind of rounded top, and the very bottom of it is just a panel. Okay. It's probably about 18 inches from the floor. There's a little bottom, bottom panel that removes. So you, when it was a refrigerator, it's like an access panel. So you can get down and work on the compressor and whatnot. Oh, okay. And I it's got you. a little bitty small freezer, probably, I don't know, a foot square in the top right-hand corner is where the freezer was. All this stuff was attached to a big metal carriage. I was able to unbolt and unhook and, and just basically slide this big metal frame out of the from under and behind this 
fridge and everything refrigerator related just slid right out the back. Oh, wow. And so That's cool. the, it had a little, like I said, a little foot by foot square mm-hmm. hole where the freezer was because the freezer stayed with the frame when it slid out. So I pop riveted some sheet metal on both sides and stuffed it full of insulation like the rest of the refrigerator had and closed it in. And then the door, we removed all the plastics and everything. And that pretty much left like a hollow door frame shell where the insulation, you can see the insulation there. And I did the same thing. I took a piece of flat sheet metal and just cut it to fit the door and pop riveted onto the door and then put some heavy duty metal racks inside that would hold up. Uh, got two different racks in there, and then I've got a a burner. It's just a coil burner at this time. It, it, early on, I didn't have a coil burner. I had a uh, an old 110 burner that was actually like a defroster from an old refrigerator. It's just a, like a cylinder tube. If you look inside the top of your oven, it's a similar burner to those, that the, the long tube that right, kind of yeah. bends and wraps around. Yeah. And I had that attached to like a little metal plate and I used that thing for years, but it took forever for it to get up to temp. I mean, I'm talking an hour and a half or so. Wow. Yeah. Especially in the cooler weather. And so it went out. I'd used it like that for probably seven or eight years and it finally went out the burner. And so I went to a 220 burner, the little coal type, what would have on the older electric stove. And I I put it in there, and that's what I use now. And there's no exhaust. Uh, it when you close the door, it shuts off all the oxygen, so it doesn't just burn up your wood right away. It just kind of smolters and stays in the box. When you open the door, it whoof, it bellows out, you know. <laughs> well, and it, what, it does a very good job. Yeah. What What's your one of your favorite things as far as cooking on that particular smoker? Oh, I I love to do the brisket on that one. Yeah. It, it just turns out great every time. Wow. Wow. It, it, you can, it doesn't matter what kind of brisket you have. It, it turns out great every time. You know, they can get your choice and your selects. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what you put in there. It turns out great every time. Awesome. And that's cool. And and uh, you, you're doing whole packers, right? I mean, you got the flat and the point yes. still together. and Everything's yeah. together, yes. We yeah. just trim a little fat off to make it look a little neater and, and let it go. Yeah. Oh, man. It, what about seasoning when it comes to brisket? I mean, you straight, full-on, Texas-style salt pepper? or I think that's what you would call it. Maybe a little garlic salt yeah, yeah. As, as you go, but mostly just salt and pepper and a little garlic. Maybe a little Lowry's every now and again, throw on there. Yeah. But not a whole lot. That's about it. That's, no that's what you do. Or anything like that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Man, that's cool. Does it? Uh, are there some other things you cook on there? I mean, do you do ribs or pork butts, or do you do uh, you know, other things in that particular smoker? You could put anything you want in there. It's it it works just fine for ribs, chicken. I like to do them little game hens. Those oh, yeah. are great in there. Just a whole game hen, right? Those small Cornish game hens. Those work real well in there. You know, ribs are good in there. It, it doesn't really. We put corn and roast corn in there and Ooh, yeah. potatoes and have big baked potatoes and throw them in there because you got two big racks. I mean, you can put a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> How many briskets have you done at one time in that thing? I've I've tried to do I I, I can't do more than two because I just you know one rack is going to take up the whole rack. I, I 
And that thing, I like to have a, a catch pan underneath it with a little mm-hmm. rack, you know, so it's not sitting down in any liquid. It's just kind of hovering above it, but it catches everything. You don't want anything going down in the bottom with that burner down there. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you got to have a good catch system. So you, we put a big pan and then a little, uh, like a V rack down in there and stick it on top of that. And, okay. And uh, go to town. Man. <laughs> oh man that's awesome that is absolutely cool man and that's i really love just how innovative you know in, in so many ways that is i mean it's it's old school taking advantage of anything and everything you've got you know what's what's giving you what's laying around and 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 not wasting it and just using it and finding a way to use it that's that's uh, you know uh, I mean, you're my people, man. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> well, you know, when that, I told you the burner, the 110 burner went out sometime back and instead of trying to fix it right away, I did look for a burner, a different 110 burner, but I couldn't find anything that would get as hot as that one. I had an appliance guy that lived down the street from me at the time and he found me that burner that would get real hot and I couldn't find another one. He went, he's not there anymore in that business anymore. So I didn't, wasn't able to fall back on that, but. In the meantime, my, my smoker was down and I wasn't able to fix it at the time. So I bought a pit boss there for, I had, I still have a pit boss smoker, pellet smoker. And I used it from time to time, but I tell you, I got that other one fixed this, this past summer and I don't use the pit boss very much anymore. Oh man. (laughs) Is that, that refrigerator is, is, it's the thing. I love it. Yeah. And I didn't know you had the pit boss. So I got some questions for you on that, that we're going to get to here in just a minute, but if you'll, uh, you'll hang tight for just a second, uh, cause I, I want to get to that. And, and so, uh, hold on just a moment here. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Check out kickashbasket.com and tell them blind grilling sent you. If you want charcoal management, they've got the basket for your grill. They've also got the kick ash can for easy cleanup. They've got some heat resistant insulated gloves that make picking up hot items super quick, super easy, and a lot safer. And, of course, they've got the J.J. George Grill Torch and other things for accessories for your next cook as well. Again, tell them Blind Grilling sent you kickashbasket.com. Yeah, Tony, you know, that um, I didn't realize you had the pit boss, so we're going to get to that in a minute because I've got an episode – that uh, of course I, we haven't done it yet. I haven't recorded it yet, so I don't know if it uh, if it'll come out after or, or maybe before uh, this uh, episode drops. We'll we'll see how it goes because I'm doing a series about choosing your next grill, and um, I've you know recorded part one and two, and getting ready to record part three, which is going to be about pellet grills. But part two was about charcoal grills and uh, various types and, and things that need to be considered. So, um, so let's move to the big green egg here for just a minute, because, you know, you, you've had your big green egg for eight years, I guess now coming up on it anyway, close to eight years. And, That's right. you know, what, what, um, what was probably, I know you said it can be cantankerous a little bit, but what, what is it about the, uh, the egg that you found, when you first got started to be the most cantankerous about it what what's the issue well just setting it in the proper position to get the temperature that you want you know Mm -hmm. uh 
I found out pretty early on, if it's close, just leave it alone. You know, before I got the Flame Boss controller, uh, if you wanted 350 and it was 400, you better just leave it at 400. Yeah. You know, because if it, yeah. if it, if you bump it a little bit, it might be 300 here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, a little goes a long way with that thing. Right. What size do you but have? I found, say again. What size egg do you have? I have the large. Large, yeah. Okay. I, I think the it's, it's about a twenty inch round. I see the large, large or the extra large. It's about the twenty inch round. Uh, That's uh, getting close. Eighteen there. is the large as far as the yeah. inside diameter of the cooking grate is about eighteen, and then it goes up to twenty two, I think, for the XL. Yeah, mine's going to be the large then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because the smaller the grill gets, so if you go down to a medium or a small or a mini max on those eggs or any ceramic grill, the the smaller adjustment makes a bigger difference, you know, because you're, you're working on smaller holes anyway as far as intake and, and exhaust uh, for your vents. And so the smaller adjustment, the the bigger difference it makes. And so the large and extra large are actually easier to control the bigger you get, it's easier to control, uh, and the smaller you get, it it's even more finicky. I, I I found that interesting in my experience, anyway. Well, I know the flame boss was definitely a game changer for me. It sure yeah. helps to set it and control it and put it where you want and just wait till it gets there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And um, and where did you find out about the flame boss? Well, I I think one of your videos actually. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's well, always good. You know, know, you never know what kind of thing might be accessible. So I kind of watch to see who, if someone's using it and it's working for them, then I think it probably will work for me. And so I went that way. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and it has been working, right? I mean, you've got the, the FB 400, I think, uh, if I remember I right. I do. I've had a few issues with it. Um, you know, a, a piece came unsoldered from the board inside and, uh, a relative of mine was able to take it apart and he went in there and he fixed it one time and it worked a couple of times and then it went down on me again and uh he went back in and opened it up and it said just a piece of solder that was basically just bridging a connection had fallen out and so he put a little screwdriver across that and it came on so he filled that in with solder and bridged it across there and it's been working well for me ever since okay yeah and it, and it that does was make a difference. Maybe a few months ago, I think I discussed yeah. that with you a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. Yep, and 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 man, that does make a difference though, because you can really dial in the temperature of that grill with the flame boss, and uh, you know, if if you want to go from four hundred to you know three ninety, <laughs> you can you no can problem. do it. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, just, just wait a few minutes; it'll get there. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so what what's uh, some of your favorite things to cook on the egg? Well, I've been, uh, I've really been trying to do, get, I, we've been cooking some ribs here lately and I've been hit or miss, you know, sometimes now they're all eatable. They're all eatable and they all taste really well, but I'm trying to get that perfect, perfect rib and, mm -hmm. and we've hit it one time and I've tried a couple of times and I just haven't been able to get it there. You know, the right tenderness with just a little bit of char and without wrapping, you know, we didn't, yeah. we didn't wrap at all, you know, which now, if you're gonna, you, you can wrap and then unwrap and get a little char on the end. That's that's doable too. But we we were playing around just trying to see if we could get it to work without wrapping. And boy, I hit it one time. It was great. And boy, we just haven't been able to do it again. We're still trying though. 
Okay. Yeah. Did you pay attention to uh, some of your internal temp or anything when it? Because usually folks don't pay attention to internal temp on the ribs because generally someone who can see can can detect how the meat starts to pull away from the bone just a little bit on those ribs. You know, but someone who's blind or visually impaired, you know, that's that's not easy to do, if not impossible to do. Uh, and so there's some other ways. But I didn't know if you uh, kept track of any internal temp when it came to ribs or not. I, I, I start out the first couple of hours. I don't put a probe in. But for that, usually it takes that last hour or hour and a half, whatever it takes. I always put a probe in because I want to get to that certain temperature. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you like fall off the bone or like pull out and a little bit of bite? I like a little bite there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't want it to fall off the bone. I don't want to be able to grab the bone and the bone just pull right out. Mm-hmm. Although that's not a bad thing. I'm just trying to get a little bit of better texture there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the, yeah, the textures, uh, you know, that that's where really the debate comes in, I think, more right, than anything right. else. So, yeah. And I great. like to throw them on there at the end with a little, little light, a light sauce and just get a little light, light char there. Not, not heavy, just a little light char at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you do anything besides meat on the egg? Oh yeah. We, we do all kinds of vegetables. We do little full packs of just about everything, mm-hmm. just about everything. Throw them on there and let them go. Yeah. They usually turn out great with a little seasoning in there. Right. We do, we do corn and Brussels sprouts and potatoes and all kinds of stuff. You know, sometimes we'll mix some things together and have a vegetable pack in there and just let it go. And that turns out real well too. So. Sure. Yeah. Have you done brisket on the egg? I have, I did. I hadn't done many. Cause uh, you know, like I said, that yeah. smoker that just turned out so good. But yeah. I did one uh, about uh, two weeks ago, and it turned out great. It turned yeah. out great on the egg. Sweet, yeah. And that you know, I, I've got a pellet grill that I've wanting to try a brisket on, but man, I, it's hard not for me not to do it on the egg because I I know what I'm gonna get. You know. It's like you, like you with your with your fridge smoker, man. You know what's gonna get it. It's uh, sometimes it's hard to put a big chunk of meat like that on something else when when uh, you've already got it down, you know, on on one grill and then try to do it on another. That's that's uh, sometimes that can be a hard sell to make to yourself. Well, you know, them pellet grills are great. I, I I'm gonna tell you, you can cook a nice brisket in the pellet grill, pellet smoker. And it's going to turn out great, but you better have some time because yeah. it's going to take a while. Right, right. You're, you're talking 12, 14 hours just to get it up to 200 degrees. And and that's 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 setting it, you know, 375. Yeah, you need to be, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm, excuse me, excuse me, 275. Yeah, yeah, sure. I got you. Now, on your pit boss that you've got, is it a Wi-Fi or is it just a manual uh, controller? It's just a manual controller. I, I can it's got a knob on there and you can turn the clicks and yeah. I pretty much count the clicks. It goes up usually by 25 degree intervals. Yeah. And so I can start out and just turn it up and click, click count to 25 degrees until I get where I want is what I do. And so far all the research I've done, and, and I know I, I didn't really plan on getting into this with you, but I mean, it, it fits fine because I've, I've been looking at trying to find the, the best pellet grill 
for someone who's blind or visually impaired that wants it to be accessible because almost every grill out there anymore is going to Wi-Fi. There's a few that it, that aren't. Pits and spits, there, you know, you can get, you can add a Wi-Fi controller on it, but that's an extra cost. Just as they come, they come without without uh, Wi-Fi. But almost every other grill now, that's that's standard is Wi-Fi. Yeah. And yeah. everyone that I know who's blind or visually impaired that, you know, that loves their pellet grill, that does a lot with their pellet grills, and I ask them about it. They they got into pellet grills without Wi-Fi and the exact same thing. They're able to turn the knob, whether it's an old camp chef, a Traeger, or uh, what you know the the pit boss or whatever it is. They're able to just turn that knob and count the clicks and and know where it's set and and know that it works. But <clears throat> you can't it it's uh it's not so easy when it comes to doing the Wi-Fi versions anymore. That which is unfortunate. It is. It is. Fortunately, like I said, I just count the 25 degree clicks and get it pretty much where I want to. And I've, I've cooked a lot in it. I've done a lot in it. I actually, early on, I had a little mishap. There's a, there's a little catch pan in the bottom, but then there's like a little drawer that goes below that. And me and my wife were, I was getting ready to clean it up and there's a setting, you know, you can put it for clean and it gets real hot and burns it out. And, uh, we had a communication breakdown and I asked her, you know, check it out and see if there's any grease in the bottom. And, uh, she, she looked in the wrong place and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it caught on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it caught on fire, but it, it, you know, it didn't hurt anything. It didn't even damage the grill at all. It did kind of, it, it gave the control board, it got a little melted there, but it didn't affect the way it cooked okay. at all. And I still used it about a year after that. But fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, I'm not sure, but the the control board went out and it flashed a code. And I contacted Pit Boss and gave them the code and they sent me a new control board that wasn't melted anymore. And I was able to put that in and attach it and it's working fine. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let me ask you this because I mean, you've got, you've got these, these different grills that are out there. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I've tried to let folks know, while most grills will do, and you can do just about everything on them, they usually have one particular thing that they excel at when, and probably the exception might be the big green egg because it, it can excel at everything for sure. But sometimes with pellet grills or, or smokers, you know, they, they do one thing well, but not necessarily everything else. So if you wanted to do, you know, like steaks and sear steaks, I'm assuming you would not put that into your refrigerator smoker. No. Yeah, no, it's not something you would want to do. That's the slow cook only. Yeah. For one thing, I'm afraid to get it much over 300 degrees. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't want to. I'm not sure if it would have any effect on it or anything, but I, I don't want to get it too hot. You know, sure. I keep it 300 degrees or less. Yeah. And it 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 works well that way, and it has been. So I'm uh, I like to like to stay in that area. Absolutely. Now, what about the pellet grill? Because there are certain cooks that I think pellet grills excel at, but uh, have you found anything that you're like, you know, it's hard to beat, um, you know, this this particular thing, um, you know, when it comes to the how the pellet grill does it. Well, I've I've cooked a lot of things in the pellet grill, and 
I mean, a pellet smoker, and uh, it doesn't really grill. I've never tried to yeah. grill with it at all. I'm not even sure if you can. Uh, it, it does get up hot enough, I guess. It could if you wanted to try that. I just never have. I, my biggest problem I've tried is it's got like five racks in it, and you don't want to try to fill it up. It just slows it down if you try to put too much in it. That's what I found. I was cooking a turkey one uh, a couple of years ago at Christmas, and I put it in there and watching the temp, and it was climbing, 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 working just as great as you would want it to be and just getting up to temp, and it got up to about 170. And so I put a ham in there with it that was, you know, it just been sitting out on the counter. It wasn't refrigerator temp anymore. It was room temp. I put it in there, and that turkey just quit cooking. I got the ham done and got it out of there, and then the turkey temp started rising again. But it wouldn't come off that 170, 180 until I took the ham out. Wow, wow. Now, so with what you've just said, I've gotten an eye, a little bit better idea and and a little better understanding, I think, because um, – you you're definitely differentiating between a pellet smoker and a pellet grill, and and from what you've said, I get the impression that you're talking about what you've got is a vertical smoker. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Cool. All right. Yeah. It's got five racks. It's got the glass door. It's like a cabinet type. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, th- those are are definitely more uh, for and because that's what I've got right now. I've got the vertical uh, a vertical pellet smoker and you know it, it came with racks for hanging sausages and and stuff and and jerky racks and uh, hooks for you know for hanging meats more so and that's really what what it's designed for and, and it isn't designed to get over you know 325 350 that's like it's max right and so um you know if you want to do more than that then you definitely need more of the uh, more of a pellet grill, which can do low and slow smokes, but they they've got them now. They can go up to five six hundred degrees. I think mine. I, I I'll have to go check again and see, but I I think mine gets up there about four fifty. Yeah, yeah, awesome. It, it'll get up there pretty good. Okay, yeah. Well, that I, I'm I'm glad I had this talk because uh, as I get ready to record the 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 pellet smoker episode i definitely want to make the distinction between the vertical smokers and the uh and the grill style uh on those pellets because that that definitely can make a big difference in what you're cooking so for yeah. sure for sure yeah so out of all of that i mean if you were to have to pick one grill right and and you couldn't use any others the rest the rest of your life you could only use one grill what would oh, it be? It's, it's, it'd be the green egg, no question. Yeah, yeah. No question. Sweet. What? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> uh, folks who know, know. <laughs> that's, that's correct. That's correct. Like I said, I, I, I cooked them briskets in that. When I got a big uh, bunch of people, I usually will put one because they're bigger. You know, that smaller egg, you can only put a so, so big of a brisket in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that, that refrigerator, it's unlimited. You can put a big one as you want to in it. And so if we're cooking for a, a big group or family function or something like that, I'll use the, the refrigerator majority of the time, but just for me and my close family here, we will use the egg with the smaller stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it, what surprises me is the difference between say an XL egg and a large egg, because 
Uh, I had to uh, cater a, a group a couple of weeks ago, and I needed to do three briskets. And I had two 18-pound briskets and one 14-pound brisket. And I did them all on that XL egg at the same time. Okay. You okay. know, I can do two on the main rack, and I did the two 18-pounders on the, the main grid. And then I had a second tier up um, uh, level that I was able to put the third brisket on. But when it comes to the large, yeah, I mean, when you get a, a, a pretty decent size uh, brisket, you may have to tuck in the little, you know, the edges a little bit, you know, to get that thing closed. If it's, if it's too big, uh, of a brisket, it still cooks it great, but it's, you're a little bit more limited on space for sure. I, I had a, uh, I think it was a 12 pounder Yeah, and it, it barely fit on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, like right. you said, you got to tuck it in just a tad to, to get it to go in there, but sure. yeah, it barely fit on there, but yeah. it did well. Yeah. Yeah. It does, man. I, I, I love the eggs, man. They those those the ceramic grills as a whole, you know, are just uh, amazing cookers uh, on just anything and everything you'd want to do. So, what's your favorite food to cook? I'm so wide open, Chris. To be honest with you, I love <laughs> I love all of it. Barbecue, anything barbecue, I love it. Uh, of course, I like Tex-Mex. I don't do a whole lot of Tex-Mex on the green eggs, the fajitas, and stuff like that every now and again, but. Um, but yeah, anything barbecue, brisket, ribs, any kind of pork butt, you know, yeah. I'm all for that. You do any fish, salmon or anything, shrimp, anything like that? I do shrimp. I'm not a big seafood guy. I really haven't dabbled into that much because that's, I just don't, it's not for me. I, yeah. I, I understand people doing this healthy for you and I wish I, I wish I could eat it more, but it just doesn't, doesn't do well for me. Mm-hmm. Most fish, you know, I. I do catfish and crappie, but I generally fry those. Sure. Yeah, I got you. I got you. What, what, uh, besides cooking, what's your, just your favorite thing to eat? Oh, well, like I said, Tex-Mex, <laughs> yeah, big right. Tex-Mex guy, you know, uh, and, and any kind of barbecue. Um, uh, I really not a whole lot you can put in front of me that I just don't love. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm a food connoisseur. You could say I like it all for the yeah. most part. Awesome. Have you cooked desserts in your smokers? I have uh, a few times. Uh, my daughter got mad at me one time because uh, first got that pit boss and burnt the cookies. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we've 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 dabbled here and there, a uh, peach cobbler here and there on the green egg, and and uh, just playing around with it. We haven't got real serious about it. Just every now and again, we'll try something. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, Tony, real quick before I let you go, man, I and I've I've just I've enjoyed having you on talking barbecue, man. This is awesome, and uh, but you were working on an outdoor kitchen, and you guys, you and your wife, have been building this outdoor kitchen. And you know, is there a particular grill that you're going to have? You know, there. What what's kind of your setup when it comes to the outdoor kitchen that you've been working on? Well, I've got the green egg, of course. And I've got a Blackstone griddle that we use. I don't use it so much as my wife, but we have it. And uh, those are pretty much what we're going to have in the kitchen area. It's going to have a sink. It's got a little mini fridge and uh, about a 13-foot counter with some cabinets underneath. And uh, we put some taller cabinets in the corners 
just really mostly because there was a like a six by six post that's right up against my house. And when we were building the little wall for the counters, we wanted to fill that in so the wind wouldn't blow around. So I built some storage cabinets to keep all my cooking utensils in. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a little taller than the cabinet, but it's a, uh, it's it's turning out real nice. We're in a in this stage where we're doing the weatherproofing. Uh, you know, it takes some time because you can only put one coat on every twenty four hours, and we've got a lot of stuff we're trying to coat to keep the the weather off of it. Yeah. And so that's been a slow process, but we're getting real close to putting the countertop on. We got all the cabinet doors made. All of them have a few coats of the waterproofing. All the cabinets have waterproofing, and they're just waiting on getting the finish. There's a there's a pre-finish and then a finish, you know, and it, like I said, everyone takes the full 24 hours once per coat, so it's been kind of a slow process with that. Yeah, I got you. Yep. Man, it's, it's really been cool. I mean, you've been sending me some uh, some pictures. My wife been describing them to me. We've We've talked several times about the uh, the build that you're doing and uh, and the cooks and and I just I've really appreciate it and uh, just enjoyed chatting with you about barbecue and and about your smoker and if there's somebody out there who's interested in getting into grilling and smoking but uh, maybe a little bit hesitant is you have any any advice anything you would tell them um, you know uh, any caution or uh, just what what would if someone came to you what would you tell them well i'd steer them toward the, the green egg and and tell them to give it a shot i think you'd enjoy it it's it's very usable and uh i think it will work well yeah yeah sure sure and we're not sponsored by the way <laughs> when it comes to green eggs it's just oh, I know. just ceramic grills I, I mean that's uh yeah i'm but i hey i'm pushing it because because I know I, I know how not only well it does, but I know how it 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 can make things so much safer and easier for someone who's blind or visually impaired. You know, I, I mean, you know, when you first fire that thing up, the first time you get a fire agent in that thing, I mean, it can be pretty intimidating. And so, you know, sometimes oh. that's you know that that can keep people from it. Wait, we were we were cooking some burgers just last week, and my wife opened it up little too quickly yeah and it shot a flame up and it's got her arm a little bit burn her arm a little bit a little minor burn but that's the thing you got to look out for and that's one thing you would you might want to warn somebody about once it's you know at grilling temp you want to open it slow and let it kind of burp out a bit yeah yeah just shank that thing wide open and uh that's one thing that that a lot of people have a big problem with it it shoots that flame out if you open it too quickly. Yeah, you got to burp the egg. And listen, that that is something that anyone who has had an egg for any period of time, sighted, uns, you know, blind, it doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. happened. That's <laughs> you've 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 gotten in a hurry. You've gotten in. A, you know, you've rushed things. You went out there and you just opened it up, and you lost some hair in your arms or eyebrows or something. You know, <laughs> that just that just happens. You know. So I've got a little mini grill that i use when we take our travel trailer out a little acorn have you ever used I'll, a little acorn I, I haven't used them but i i felt them um and they're you know they're that's all cast iron from what i remember yes yes it is it's got it's got some access where you can take the little center of the grill out and get down to where the charcoal is and all that kind of stuff it's 
it's unique. I haven't used it a whole lot. We've we've probably used it maybe three or four times when we go camping, and usually it's just for burgers or something like that. You not not much of a long cook. Yeah, yeah. But man, the outside of that, I can't. I, surely that thing gets hot. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it that's. Does. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody to, to be their main grill anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen the big ones and they in and uh, some of the videos and and I think I was at a uh, uh, some kind of home show where they had one fired up and they had a rope around it so no one could get up close to it because it got so hot on the outside. So. Oh, this. This one that I got, it's it's just a little small one. It, if yeah. you stand beside it, it might come up to your knees. I mean, okay. it's a little little flat. It's got maybe little three inch legs on it, and you can't put more than just a couple of steaks on it. It's it's pretty small. Sure, sure. But it's good for a little camping grill. Yeah, absolutely. And it it takes the lump charcoal and all that stuff, so it works real well with that stuff. Right, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, Tony, man, I appreciate you coming on. I really do. I've enjoyed the enjoyed the talk and, and uh, chatting about barbecue for sure. And Lord willing, I think we ought to do it again sometime. Anytime, Chris. I appreciate you having me on, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So if you'll hold on just a little bit, man, we're going to uh, sign off here and uh, let folks go. We really do appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the Blind Grilling Experience. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. You got some questions, some thoughts about grilling, about smoking, about, uh, you know, just cooking in general. Even if it's kitchen-wise, we'd love to hear from you and uh, and talk about those things. Again, let us know, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Until next time, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. And barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue